Hey, Night Owls. This is Krista. And I'm Rachel. And you're listening to Isn't It Past Your Bedtime? Episode 11. so exciting I, I know i'm so happy for uh, us like every time we're, like we're in the double digits man yeah, like we're here i feel like i made it yeah, it's real we committed to doing this we have like we have like four listeners yeah and you're probably friends of my mom's but i don't even care <laughs> there are some of you that we can tell listen every episode we drop and we love you from afar i think it's from afar i don't it doesn't look like either one you're any of you are where we live so we extra love you no because if you're not just friends of rachel's mom that means you're total strangers and we're so and we love you for that we're so excited that there are other night owls who lo- like enjoyed listening to us ramble on about books they're from afar they may not be night owls maybe they're just early birds. oh that's true or flamingers yeah your time zone yeah you could just be like an early owl getting worms we have a listener in sweden and i honestly have no idea what time zone they're on so yeah, for all i know they listen in the morning yeah i don't know what the time difference is there yeah, sorry. Not not a time zone whiz. No. I can tell you what time it is in Cape Town, but that's about it. <laughs> that's only kind only of creepy for people who don't know that you work for Amazon. Well, now they know that you work for Amazon. So. <laughs> I work for Amazon, and I know what time it is in Cape Town because we have a team there. I know what time it is in <laughs> New York because I think most people can do the East Coast, West Coast change. But uh, Three hours, mm-hmm. right? Yes. I'm killing Sometimes it. <laughs> I know what time it is in Arizona because they don't have a time. I always know what time it's in Arizona. Yeah. Because they don't have daylight savings. So wait, are we matched with them right now or not matched with them? No, they're an hour and a half right now. See, that's the one that sometimes I'm always spot on. I should know. My aunt lives there. Yeah, get it together. I have a lot of people who live there, though, to be fair. Yeah. Literally half of my family has, like, fled to Arizona. Oh, yeah. They want to be. I hate you all, but I love you all. They're midday flamingos (laughs) in the sunshine. I don't think jealous. Honestly, every time I go, I just want to use their pools, and nobody wants to get in the pool. I'm like, you guys have these pools. Can I get everyone has one? They're like, it's nice today, and I'm like, it's not rainy and it's not overcast. I'm getting in your. Anyways, back blows my mind. Back to the topic of (laughs) after our weather tangent. Krista and I don't spend a lot of time talking to each other about like random things anymore because we mostly talk about our podcast. So apologize for all our random yeah, tangents. All the random today. things that we jump into. So this week we're kind of doing similar thing as last episode where we just kind of picked books for fun. So, but there's a teeny tiny slight theme. They're books that have been sitting on our shelf for a while. So most of these were on my shelf, full disclosure. Most of these were, but I did buy a couple of books. I kind of went overboard this week, so yeah. I'll get into it later. She also has so. multiple books. I don't know if anybody caught that. She only went overboard a little bit. So the book that I did has been on my shelf. I got it for Christmas last year. Um, it's technically a series, um, and I'm like hmm. two-thirds through the second book, but I'm going to talk about the first book because if I start talking about the second book, then that'll kind of give away things that happened. But either way, it's The Darkest Minds by Alexandra Bracken. They turned You had me at series. I know. Oh, I'm hooked already. I'm gonna I'll have to let you borrow them. Um they made it into a movie and I Oops. saw the movie like six months ago. It wasn't great. Mm. So before you read the book. Yeah. Okay. And it wasn't great. I don't think it did well. 
And then reading it, I think the movie kind of, it's really confusing because I don't think it took just book one. I feel like it was book one and like parts, a little bit of part of book two. Oh, I hate it when they do that. Yeah. So it's, I think if they had done it into a TV show, I think it would have been really mm-hmm. great. Kind of like how the 100, they turned that Love into a TV show. show. And like, I think that actually kind of, yeah. And I've, I've read like the first, I think I only read the I don't think book, I knew that was a book. It was. Yeah, I, I didn't either. I started doing it and I saw, yeah, it popped up somewhere that it was that a book. Down. You should read it. I'll, I got it. Yeah. I'll try and remember and I'll bring it to you next time I see you and you can borrow Thank it. You. Um, but yeah, so I think it's called the Dark Series or Darkest Mind Series. Mm. Anyways, so what it is about is it's set in like basically modern day America and this um, like disease happens. It's called and so it's oh shoot i really should have actually figured out what it's so it's i a n n oh it's just ian okay i'm gonna pause while i look is that i it? think is so i a n n two n's i think it's still ian oh it's two a's i a a n maybe it's like ian i don't know it stands for idiopathic adolescent acute neurodegeneration yeah I-A-A-N. Um, so basically what it happens is it affects kids. Um, it can affect them anywhere from, I think it was 2 to 16. No, not 2. I'm sorry. I'm all over the place. Um, 8 to 16, but it usually manifests in kids around mm. 10. Um, and two things happen. They either die or they end up getting these like powers so basically what it's doing since it's neurodegeneration is like breaking down their brains and so that's why some of the kids die and that's yeah so some of them get these powers and of course the government just straight panics because that's because the government's the fucking worst yeah got it yeah um and so at first they're like they're like you know we have no idea what's causing this um if you and they start sending these like letters home with the kids that are like trifolded, stapled four times. So the story uh, is follows this one gal named Ruby. So she gets it. She gets her powers when she's ten, and so she is in fourth grade. I'm pretty sure she's supposed to be in fourth grade based on how her birthday falls. Um, but so she's like, she's like, yeah, she's like, I remember there was this like yellow or green colored sheet of paper she was like and it was stapled three times and said for ruby's parents only and she like happens to find it because she was trying to find like chocolate chips that her mom had like, hidden up in on the back part of this like fridge or whatever and so she finds the letter and basically what it says is like if you see like any of these signs or symptoms in your kid you need to call us so we can come get them so we can take them to these like rehabilitation centers so we can help them or if you're afraid of your kid or like if you don't think that you can control them anymore um and so that's the one is that you can like voluntarily send them to these rehab centers and then it ultimately goes to they're like all right if you don't want to do that if you send your kid to school on this day we'll just come pick up every kid that's at school that day so if you don't want your kid to go keep them home um and then it turns into ultimately becoming involuntary where they just start taking all the kids they have and they just start taking them all these camps and they get split into five colors so in order of like less severe to the most severe so it goes green blue yellow orange and red so green kids are just like super stupid smart like they see patterns and everything and they can like they can like code stuff and create things they're just like super smart kids um blue kids are have telekinesis so they can move shit with lines want that um 
yeah, I'll just keep it. It gets better, I think. Um, yellow kids can like control um, like electronic devices and stuff. Um, so yeah, so they can like make there be power. They can shut off the power. They can like make a toaster go, things like that. Um, orange kids can control people with their mind. So they can like go into your head and they can like make you think a thing or they can take your memories or they can like um yeah so like it starts out basically so like ruby is like on the bus and like one of the orange kids um like touches this woman i don't can't remember if he touches it or if he's because he's older so she's 10 so she's i think this kid is like 15 or something so he is like probably had his powers or he developed it quicker or whatever uh, but he ends up like having one of the officers like shoot herself in the head like with her own gun obby oh um and then there's red and those kids um can like make and control fire so um orange and red are obviously like the highest ones so those are the ones those that are like, risky the government ones is the most orange is like the sociopath yeah. category it's like if there's a psychopath who's yeah an orange, we're like maybe maybe handle it <laughs> like yeah not good um and they're only hufflepuffs spoiler alert there ends up being yeah, there end up being some freaking psychos who, yeah, who just control everybody, and that's how they, like, make people love them and, that's like, do what they want. Because they're freaking, yeah, they're the kind of people who, like, probably would kill a person had the world not ended anyway. Like, I was absolutely terrified when yeah, you were explaining they, the orange yeah. ones. <laughs> already worried. Yeah, so Ruby, yeah, so Ruby is oh, an no. orange. Um, and, yeah, and so how she ended up getting found is that she, like, so she's 10, so she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. She accidentally erased her memories from oh. her parents. Like, she didn't, like, like their memories to. of her um, or her so then, memories of them? Yeah. Oh. Uh, their That's memories awful. of her. So she, like, wakes up on her, like, 10th birthday and, like, goes downstairs and, like, they're supposed to have chocolate chip pancakes on every birthday and her mom's, like, making bacon and she was, like, what are you doing? And the mom was like, how did you get into my house? What are you doing? And she was like, no, you're, I'm your, you're my mom. Like, mom, mom. Like, she, I mean, it's this 10 year old kid who like, and her mom like goes and like locks her in the garage and goes and gets her dad. Who's a police officer. And she's like, dad, like something's wrong with mom. Mom's sick. It's like her mom had been having like panic attacks, like kind of set on. So like once this whole like IAAN thing started, her mom's like mental health kind of started to deteriorate a bit. Which, I mean, it's totally understandable, right? You have no idea. Like, the government is telling you that your kid is either going to die or need to go to this rehabilitation mm -hmm. center. Like, That's stressful. Yeah, stressful. that's going to send – yeah, like, a lot of parents are going to crack. Oh, yeah. um, and they even, like, say that kind of, like, later in the book, like, because um, at one point, like, this random guy agrees to, like, help them. And she's like, why would you ever help us? And he was like, my grandson was taken. And he was like – he's like, honestly, he's like, we thought – that we were doing good he was like he, we thought when we sent them that we were helping that this was the right choice and they're like and we realize now it was a terrible idea but we can't get our kid oh, back no. kind of a thing so he was yeah um but anyways so she is so she gets taken in um and i they end up so she like sees how the orange goes and um and they kind of like are sending all these like the oranges and reds off and so when so they have to go to testing and they end up doing an mri and somehow on the mri they can see like what color the kid is and so um but before she even gets in the machine she's just like freaking out she's like i'm a green i'm a green i'm a green and since she can like kind of control minds the guy is like oh yeah you're a green and like spray paints a green x on her uniform and gives it to her so she ends up staying in this camp called thurman so she's there for six years um so at one point it had it's like one of it's there are two camps in the whole u.s that are like the biggest of all of them and she's that's one of them 
Um, and so they had originally all the colors and then like the reds and the oranges kind of started like misbehaving. I mean, it's all these kids. Um, and so they end up getting rid of them and the yellow. So it's basically just like blues and greens at this camp. But the PSFs, which are the Psi P Force, basically they're the figured, officers yeah. of it. Um, um, cause they're the size kid, but cause what ended up happening. So how they got all the officers is that they, uh, a draft came back. So everybody who was old enough to not get IIN got put into the draft. And then, and most of those that ended up in draft became these officers. So whether you, um, anybody caught using their powers on purpose or on accident got punished. Um, accident. That seems unfair. And so when you have, yeah, but they just like they're like you don't you like you don't do it you don't do anything like no, um, and so then, <clears throat> so like this whole time, the president of the U.S. it's President Gray, he um, managed to somehow while all this was happening extend his so you know so we have there's two terms that uh, you can be a president, he somehow managed to change the law that. He said that it was emergent times um, and the two-term limit no longer mattered. Like, he was like, it's not a thing. This is a time of oh, emergency. Fuck um, no. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then Congress, because I think Congress would be the ones who would have so. to approve that. My, my knowledge of, like... It's real low. My knowledge is very low. I'm sorry if I'm incorrect. I, I think Congress approves that stuff. So he went above them. He was like, well... We're in emergency times. Oh, so he can do an executive So uh, you're it. wrong. Yeah. So he basically like vetoed them and like went over them. And so, cause he was on, I don't, I think he was on his, I don't know if he was on his first or his second term at the time. I think he must've been on his second term because six years later, like when she finds out that he's still president, everyone is like, yeah, no, he got rid of that. And so if he was on his first term, it would have only been like an additional like couple of years. Right. Like he was still there. Um, but so yeah, basically at this point, you know, he's been president for like or 10 yeah. years, probably 10, 12 years Jeez. or some shit. Um, and he's like gone underground cause there's like a bombing in DC where like the kids, like all these kids, cause people are like, I know the parents that are smart enough not to like realize that these rehabilitation caps are not good. It's basically like, a concentration camp. It's just labor good. camps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good. Um, yeah. So they're pretty much just like, you know, hiding their kids and stuff. Um, so they go and they like bomb DC at one point. So the, at this point, like he's underground and all of his speeches though, he like does in front of a green screen. So people like, you know, the American people think that he's brave and out and about and stuff. Um, so then there's like all these different groups. And so then, so what is it? Um, oh, so there's skip tracers, which are basically bounty hunters that find, that get paid money to find that like, if you turn in a kid, I think it's like, you just turn in a kid, it's like $10,000, and they have, like, a skip tracer, like, I don't even know, like, a Facebook-type thing, so they can, like, scan your face, and then be like, oh, was spotted in Tennessee at this gas station. Like, facial recognition um, And software. so, like, the more, yeah, so, like, the more important the kid is, like, the uh, more oh, money yeah. they cost, like, the more money you get, because there's one kid who ends up, like, staging a breakout of one of the um, camps, and he's ended up worth being like $200,000 or oh, something man. like that. Um, and then there's this other group called the Children's League. And it's this group of people 
all adults at the, really at the, mostly um that want to try to get rid of the camps and so they end up actually breaking ruby out of the camp um and so yeah so that's how she gets out and so then she ends up kind of being with the league but then she gets away from them and then that's like because she like they basically break her out um and it's like right away because she sees she accidentally because at this point she can't control her ability at all like that's so she managed to accidentally erase like her um the memory of her from her parents and she also accidentally did it from her best friend in the camp they'd been like best friends for five years she erased in this camp. like it was like the only person on accident oh. yeah because she was so how yeah so how it was is she would like touch so with her parents she had no idea what the hell she was doing she like gave him like she woke up in the middle of the night like afraid and like gave him like a kiss oh because they had had a fight the night before and so she like finally got up and like went to their bedroom and like gave them a kiss good night to be like i'm sorry and like somehow did oh, it that way but yeah but with her friend she accidentally touched her because at the time that's the only way that she can control people um and so she like was in her memories and she panicked and she pulled out so fast that she pulled all the memories with her yeah so like this whole last year she has like no friends um and then the friend is always like she's like i don't know you like we're not friend go away so like not only did she do that but now she's like mean and so it's just like breaking this freaking poor ruby and you feel so freaking bad for she's, her she's like still 10 right uh, she's 16 oh, right, 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 because time has progressed. Right, right. She got yeah. it at 10 and then got it. Yeah. Yeah, so she's Still, been in the camps for so six rough. years. So then when... Oh, my God. Yeah, it's terrible. And so then the Children's League, like, breaks her out or whatever. And so she ends up touching, like, one of the people and, like, sees this memory where he, like, kills these two kids. Um, and so she's like, well, crap, like, I probably shouldn't trust these people. So she goes running and she ends up finding these other three people. Um, it's Liam chubbs and zoo um see you <laughs> and she like basically like ends up hanging out with them and they're trying to go find this kid he's called the slip kid um because apparently he has like managed to like slip out of <laughs> um yeah he's managed to like slip away from all these people and like not get caught yeah. and stuff like that um and he also apparently has a way to like get people in touch with their parents like secretly so that way you don't get caught so they're trying to go find they're trying to go there and it's called east river it's like what his like encampment or whatever it's called so they're trying to go find that um but yeah and then there's like a whole big there's all kinds of crazy twists and shit towards the end i don't really want to get into because and don't give away, away. But, this sounds really interesting um, though yeah yeah it's super good and then what i also really like so the second book is about the same character still because i feel like i recently started reading a series and you started the i started the second book and it was like brand new people and i was like what happened to the people that i just i liked them i don't care about this loser like who the hell I is this guy do that yeah um this even has and i didn't actually read it because i was just so excited to start the second book that i so i need to go back but it has um an exclusive liam story inside so like liam was one of the characters so you get like this tiny little story oh, about story. like him and his brother and then in the second book it has another one where it's like because they introduce another like some other new characters and so then there's like this exclusive little story about this other person so she like she's like giving all these people but i think there's five books in the series i got for christmas i got the um box set that had four and i think the fifth book if there are five because when i was i was trying to look her up i like googled her for some reason i don't remember why but um when I was looking it up, it said that I feel like it said that there was five. So I'm thinking there might be like a prequel or something to the books. 
to this one. Oh, okay. Um, That's a pretty yeah. big series. Because even when I'm looking in the back of this one, yeah, even looking in the back of this one, the Darkest Mind series has four, but I thought I saw maybe it had five. So if it did, it would be a prequel, which would mm. make sense. But, but yeah, anyways, yeah, it's super good. She writes it and she writes it like, I think I said this on the last one too, where he actually kind of wrote it how um, like teens speak. Like she actually kind of, she writes it how I think people would actually react like during these ones like she does drop some like random curse words in there but it's exactly where you would like appropriately say these though, things you know like mm-hmm. yeah so like in like the conversations that people have it, you're like yeah no like that that's exactly how a reasonable person would react in this terrible terrible situation um but yeah either way i highly recommend it i'm really liking it and i'm excited to go back and watch i'm gonna watch the movie again once I yeah, I definitely don't want to see, see the movie first because I usually prefer reading the books first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do too. I just it was like one of those movies that I really, really wanted, and then I think we were at Redbox and it came out, and I was like, "The moment's I don't right, care. I'm gonna do it." <laughs> yeah, I'm here. So love it. Nice. Yeah, that mm-hmm. sounds like a really good book. Yeah. I'm gonna have to borrow that one from you since you've already read it. <laughs> we're gonna have to do yeah. like a whole book exchange have, like, a- next time we see each other. Like, what's on your shelf? Yeah, I'm gonna have a. I'm going to have a giant Hell stack. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have a whole so. stack. Yeah, Are I'm you excited about this? your books. Multiple. So, <laughs> I have five. I finished oh, four Lord. of them. The okay. fifth one I got in the mail, like, today. And then was oh, like, oh, my God. God, I have, like, a half hour before we start recording. I absolutely should start reading this. And then I got, like, halfway through because it's poetry you know like they're they're mm-hmm. all poems um okay all but, five books so you know how, like in high school they would like make you read poetry and then like assess it and like you hate it i didn't take any of those classes required to do that? i didn't take any all class my, that made me read all poems. my english classes uh-uh. required me to at least do poetry for like part of a quarter like it was the nope. worst i had to write a haiku i once. remember having to do that too that was very hard I think that was like poetry the max did. of it. The only, yeah, my favorite haiku that I ever had. I don't know what the first two lines are. I just know the third line is refrigerator. Wow, I'm gonna have to look up haikus that end with refrigerator and just start sending them. To yeah, it's like, something it about one? how like was it this one? Yeah, it's something about how like haikus are hard to write and sometimes they don't make sense. Refrigerator. All right, I'm gonna have to find. Yeah, out. it's something like that. Um, but mm-hmm. basically, like, yeah, we did like a ton of like poetry stuff in high school, and. I hated every second of it. And I realized though that like I've just had a lot going on in my life lately. So focusing on like reading a book has been really hard. Um I just I just don't have the patience for it right now. Like I just really don't. Like I have I have yeah. too many things to do at any given time. Like I'm having a hard time like getting invested in like fictional characters because I just have so much mm. going on with me right now. Like I just don't have anything. Yeah. Like I just yeah, you're like, I don't have any more of myself to give to you. I can't right. care about your life. I have which to care sucks. about mine. It was really frustrating because I kept like sitting and trying to read, which is why I like did the listening the last episode because I was having such a hard time. So yeah. since we're doing another one that's like whatever I want to read, I went with poetry. And like I said, I used to like really hate it, but um, I like ran across this one poem. So I'll start with like the first one that I got. And then we'll just like, we'll go from there. Um, so I okay. was on our like Instagram and I ran across this like one 
guy. So I, I his name is French. So I apologize if I like totally like butcher it. But uh, Pierre Alex Janty, Janty. Sure. I don't know. I can't. Pierre Alex Janty. Jaunty sounds French. French. Um, I ran across like a few of his like Instagram posts and I'm sure they were just like the sponsored ads or whatever because (laughs) we're a book podcast and it was a book and it was being paid for by Amazon or whatever. And I work for Amazon, so they know all the things. Um, So basically I ran across it one day and I was just like, wow, like this is like the third time I've run across the reference of Pierre Gianti's Her. I was like, I should read it. Like they seem really interesting. Like sometimes I have a problem with like men writing about women because they come off as like weak or frail or overly emotional or needing to be saved. And I don't really like that perspective. And that's not where I'm at in my life right now. Like I don't need no man can save my fucking self. (laughs) I can handle it. Right. Um, and so when I got these two books, I was just like, okay, like, I feel like this is kind of like along those lines, but like he's French. So it's a little more romantic, I feel like. So, like, it's kind of a good in-between. Like, I feel like some of his books, like, I can't tell if this guy is, like, madly in love with somebody or has been hurt a lot, but maybe a little bit of both. Like, um, the first book, like, is I feel like is a little more romantic. And then, like, maybe he went through a breakup or something and then, like, wrote the second book. I'm not really sure. I don't know his situation. But, like, in general, it's, like, advice, like, from him, a guy, to other men about, like, how to value the women in your life. And then, like, messages from women about like how the way men treat you and how you should respond to that. Like, so I really thought that that was like super powerful. (laughs) I don't know. Like, yeah, like it was honestly really great. Um, so like literally each of these books, as I was going through them, I started like writing sticky notes and like I dog-eared the corners i did okay whatever mm-hmm. we'll have to post a picture of like all of your sticky notes. i absolutely books. will because like it's it's quite a sight to see and i did most of this like i mean i did a couple of them here and there but most of it i just did like right before our podcast because i was like i don't want to forget any of the things like i want to pick out the poems that i want to read out of these books um so i'm still trying to decide like which poems i want uh to read but what i really like about his is he's got like some illustrations in here that like they're just like pencil sketches but they totally go with like the poem and like like I said like some of them are about like you know love that went awry or you know treating yourself better or like expecting like what you deserve you know and like not putting up with shit <laughs> like so I kind of love that about his writing and they're all pretty short um like the the variety of authors that I have like some of them have like stories like full stories so it's not like poetry it's just like this is something that happened and it speaks volumes about like the world or, you know, like how women react things or expectations in life. Like, so his are like literally all short poems, but they're not like that short. Like I'll show you like some of them, like they're not like short, short. Okay. They're like, yeah. Like small story poems. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I'm trying to find like, a cute short one so this one this is one of my favorite short ones and this one is in her volume two so he has her one and two and i tried to decide mm-hmm. if i liked one better than the other and i don't really know if i do like they're both pretty similar but like i said in the first one i felt like it was a little more romantic and the second one is a little more like in hindsight i could have been better mm. so that's how oh, i feel I like, like that though the, but that's kind of how i feel like so like i'll read you this one which i thought was interesting and it said this one's like 
a little more like two women about men as well as like two men about women where I felt like the first one was like a little more about like valuing valuing yourself as a woman and how men see you and like like in that kind of like romantic sense but like this one's more about like being strong and like that kind of thing which I really liked um which is hard for like a man to portray I think um but this one poem says uh to one man you are not enough yet to another you're more than enough if that tells you anything sweetheart it's that your worth shouldn't be found in or determined by a man like they're short but like it's yeah. totally straightforward like it's not guessing i'm not trying to figure out like what he's trying to tell me like he's just being like honest like about like his like life experiences and like that's why i feel like volume 2 is more about like hindsight Anyways, so that's Pierre. He's uh, a little romantic, mostly short-ish and to the point. I would go with their medium length poems. There are a few that are like really short, but like they're mostly like short to medium length. Um, It doesn't really rhyme, which I'm fine with, um, but they're more like relationship-y, like advice-y. Yeah, they're kind of more like short short stories or something. It's like like short advice. (laughs) <laughs> like that's kind of how I felt about it. I don't know. I just I really I really enjoyed both of them. Um, okay, and then I went to Target and I ran across some more poetry. So this one is "Life of the Party" by Olivia Gatwood. Um, it had a lot of praise on the back. Not by or one of them is by an actress who is in like The Handmaid's Tale and like Orange Is the New Black. I don't know who she plays. I'm sorry, lady. I don't know your real name. I don't know people's real names ever. I was gonna say, was it? Did Stephen King say anything? Stephen King did not say anything. Stephen King says lots of things. Yeah, lots right. Of books. Honestly, <laughs> um, but uh, this one is a little rough. So, Life of the Party is mostly like longer stories. Like th- these are each two separate stories, but they each take up a whole page. You know. Oh yeah, that's kind of like not a lot of space. Right, and, and so there is a lot about like how women treat men or sorry, how men treat women, how women react, like how like society basically grooms us to like give and like find our value in men. And then it also talks a lot about like Mm. women are freaking brutalized. Like it talks about murder. It talks about rape. It talks about sexual encounters. Like, um, so this book was, (laughs) was a little heavier. I wasn't quite expecting it to be quite so heavy because like the praise on the back was just like, these are amazing. And I would follow it into the dark. Um, but like, I get it too, because like a lot of women have had a lot of trauma in their life. So I don't know if like this Mm -hmm. author in particular has had a lot of trauma in her life and that's what she's drawing on. But it kind of sounds like she's drawing on like experiences of like other people she's encountered. Um, but, um, I hadn't really picked one to read because they're all a little rough. I'm not, not going to lie. Um, but this one's pretty good because it talks about <laughs> the East area rapist, which is, was oh. my golden state killer. So I thought I would read that one. So I figured <laughs> I'd stick with that. So obviously we'll put on our little content warning murder rape because this one, this one is pretty heavy. Um, it doesn't really go into like a lot of detail or anything. Um, yeah, but just skip a little bit here, yeah. you know, a little skip a little bit. Yeah, this book is pretty, like, it's pretty sexual, but I tried to pick one that wasn't like that, but it's a little more, like, representative of kind of how the book is. It kind of give you, like, a feel for this writer. Okay. So this one's called When They Find Him. The men who loved him say, we never would have expected this, while his ex-wife goes into hiding. 
before the Visalia ransacker turned original night stalker turned East area rapist turned golden state killer was caught a former cop living with his daughter and granddaughter in a vast and stuccoed suburban home in Citrus Heights, California. The detectives were overwhelmed with tips from women who were convinced it was their uncle, their boyfriend, their coworker who once in a fit of rage smashed his computer screen with an empty mug. Everyone keeps asking aloud, who would have guessed him of all people? But we look at each other across the room. We roll our eyes. We have the composite sketch in our pockets. We held it up to our fathers while they slept. So like, damn, like she gets really heavy, but it's also so true. Yeah. Like it's the people you don't expect. And like, it talks about that a lot, how it's like, it's always the men that you don't expect. And it's always like, oh my God, who would have thought, you know what I mean? But like, I think we just need to start expecting everyone. I do. Yeah. I carry pepper spray never taser he- everywhere. <laughs> You'll probably never hear me being like, I'll be like, oh, you know what? Tuesday. It was, it was February. It was a bit rainy i knew it then hmm. honestly but. it's true though and like and like the end there how it talks about like but we look at each other across the room and we roll our eyes because like all of the women were never surprised you know what i mean mm-hmm. like truly whenever it comes out we're always like of course it was the average looking dude in the corner do you know what i mean like we're never yeah. surprised because like this is the life we prepare for yeah ted bundy taught us that one that it can be a good looking feller Honestly, I didn't really think Ted Bundy was that attractive. I think it had to do with the fact that his pants went up to his nipples. <laughs> I think that was that was a choice they made in the 70s. That's just the style back then, you know? Like, come on. But even like his face, I don't know. He kind of looked like a nice Jewish boy. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I get why people didn't think that it was him. Especially like all the other like true crime murder, like all the other people i'm like yeah y'all are creepy but i feel like he was just attractive enough to like make girls not think he was super creepy yeah. there's a fine line that's why i feel like he's like medium attractive like i don't really feel like Ted was like that i mean he's he's all right yeah he was like the perfect attractiveness to be able to kill a bunch of women yeah but- i would agree with that statement yeah. that statement i <laughs> anyways back to poetry don't mind our little uh anyways serial killer um- tangent this is the next one I got, and this one is my favorite one. Mm. So, I I'm in like a like a wallpaperinos like murderinos wallpaper group because I'm only in murderino crossover. I think groups. you added me to that group, actually. I probably did because they have some solid wallpapers. Yeah, I've definitely seen a lot of us in there. I've taken a few. Yeah, for sure. Um, and somebody posted, and like people will post all the time that's like hey i want you to put this quote on something or whatever because like some of us are more artsy than others so you know we're a community um and i saw a few quotes by nikita gill and i was like wow those are like great and so i was like i should check on amazon to see if she has any books she does Ooh. <laughs> she has surprise surprise a- she has a few books, actually, Ooh. and I even got one in the mail today, and I have to start it. Oh, is that the one that you just started, or is this a sixth book? It's a sixth book. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. I've been obsessed. I told you. Uh, I have to focus on, like, books books, so this has been, like, perfect for me. Also, you do this no matter what, like, psychological thriller. You're, like, nine books deep. Yeah, that's sense. true. Yeah, that's there's, true. Nothing, it's there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. There's the variety here. There's some romanticism. There's some murder. It's got a good variety. Your bookshelf will have extra variety now. When people come and look at it, they'll be like, wow, she's so well-read. I'm just trying to fill out my genres. Yeah. (laughs) You know. Um, Anyways, uh, Nikita Gill 
this particular book, the one that I'm really enjoying because I haven't read her new one yet, um, is called Wild Embers, Poems of Rebellion, Fire, and Beauty. So what I really like about Nikita Gill is she like, she does a lot of like mythology and like talking about how like women are really powerful, but we don't use that power and we should make other people fear that fucking power. Like, Ooh, okay. so she, she like, she like rewrites some like, uh, like Disney, like fairy tale stories. Cause she's just like, these aren't like, I don't want the version for my daughters where like some man comes in and like saves them and they're not fulfilled like by their own needs. Like I want to teach them that like, no, it's not okay that he kissed that girl. Cause he thought she was pretty. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not okay so like she has a lot it's it's her basically all of her stuff is just like strong women and like how they cope with like things and trauma and loss and so like it's a good like it's not really a variety but it kind of is because like she has some varying topics within but like basically in general it's just like how you deal with stuff and like finding your own strength like that's i feel her general gist of it which totally makes sense considering they're called poems of rebellion fire and beauty um so i bookmark like three in this one <laughs> i really liked so like i said they, she redid some like disney tales um i really liked the red riding hood one. Oh, so uh she has like cinderella ariel like she has all of them because like all of those could obviously easily be rewritten where like ariel didn't give up her freaking voice and family for a man like yeah i saw the best one about that side tangent really quick about how when she signs her name like obviously she knows how to at least write so like why the hell didn't she just write down things to him oh my gosh yeah i I was like well there about that yeah i was like well because the movie would have ended there that's why (laughs) (laughs) movie would have been over see which stole my voice (laughs) yeah i think you're cute (laughs) oh my god i love that um that's great <laughs> so yeah there's one in here about like ariel bell sleeping beauty like all all of the main ones and then red riding hood which i thought was like an interesting choice so red riding hood and alice in wonderland are the two in here that she like rewrote that aren't like you know like the classic like disney i guess alice in wonderland is like disney isn't it is it disney, um, no because yeah. it's the original alice in wonderland is disney was it i didn't i mean I, don't I mean, really I guess associate her with it because she's not one of like the main Disney princesses. So that's true. Way, yeah, she's not necessarily a princess, but they're not like central Disney, right? Yeah. So I thought these were interesting choices. So I felt like I paid a little more attention to them because like the other ones are kind of predictable for like them to rewrite. Um, but Little Red Riding Hood, I liked in particular. Okay, so this one's Little Red Riding Hood. Uh, girls who survive trauma wear a certain vulnerability around them, and some men are wolves. They look for those girls, their eyes hungry for prey, their tongues filled with lies to put pull girls like this back into the void they have just escaped from. Little Red Riding Hood was a survivor too, and once, when a man had taken a step too far, she had told the story of what she did to the last thing that tried to devour her. I let the wild seep in, she said, her voice perilously low. I let him think he was going to win, but little did he know, I bare teeth too, sharper than his, in a heart that has survived terrible pain yet. When he tried to devour me, I took the axe from the basket and hacked until he was done. If you want to know the secret, if you want to know the truth, there's nothing more dangerous than a girl who is aware of the flames inside her and all the damage she can do. Yes, girls who survive trauma do wear a certain vulnerability around them, but this kind of vulnerability is from where their greatest strength stems. That's the end. 
Like, I felt like that was great. Yeah, that was like, really Little good. Red Riding Hood was like young and strong, and she knew what to do. Yeah, like, she don't need no man. She freaking beat up this wolf herself. It's fine. She saved her own grandma. You. Right, and so like I love that about Nikita Gill. Like it's like super like girl power poetry. Yeah, like in a way that's not like like cheetah girls cheesy like we're girls and we rule the world crap like yeah no it like it's like real it's the unbreakable kimmy schmidt of the females are strong as hell right it totally is like that and like she doesn't get heavy like um the olivia gatwood like life of the party one does so like i do like that because like I, i do think that that heavy poetry is like it's important right but i also it's not something that i want to read and doesn't like really speak to you in the same way because it's like it's traumatic to read a little bit like like everyone's had their own like experiences so like it's a little rough to read and so what i like about this one is like it's literally just about like reclaiming that strength and like being that strong person and like being who you need to be to survive like no matter what and so in this one there was one more that i particularly liked oh actually there were two Okay, we're going to get all the poetry today because that's where I'm at, I guess. <laughs> this will be a long uh, episode. It's fine. It's fine. I didn't yeah. talk that much in the last episode. I looked. Yeah, you're making <laughs> up for it now. I really am because I'm extra <laughs> passionate about this. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just like, it's just working for me. Um, so this other one is called Fire. This one's really good. Uh, it says, remember you what you must do when they undervalue you when they think your softness is your weakness when they treat your kindness like it is their advantage you awaken every dragon every wolf every monster that sleeps inside you and you remind them what hell looks like when it wears the skin of a gentle human like i love the contrast there like you can still and like i feel like that's something that i struggle with like a lot is like i I try to be a nice person, but I think people take advantage of me for it. Like, and so I love that in her writing is that she acknowledges that you can be both. Like, it's not your fault that other people perceive you as weak because you're kind. Yeah. Like, well, and it kind of goes along. There's like, so sometimes like when I'm so angry, like I'll start to cry because, and I think it's like literally my body doesn't know what to do with these emotions. And it's like, yeah. here's where we can get them out. And so like, I feel like I've had to be like, I'm not crying because I am sad. I am crying because I am so furious and like, and like, I know, like, I've spoken to other women about this. Like, other people have the same thing where it's like, you don't get to think that like you're winning and that you're in control just because I'm crying. Like, no, this is me, and I'm taking it back. Damn it! And I feel like that's a really good point because, like, I feel like that's something that like a lot of women really struggle with. And I don't know if like crying when I'm like overly stressed or like emotional, just like period, like like you said, like angry, like anxious, like any any emotion, like crying is my go-to and I don't know if it was like a defense mechanism I don't know if it was just like expected like I I don't I don't know like I'm not I'm not sure um so I really like that she just like acknowledges you know like the the whole range of emotions like and that's totally normal because we basically all have the same experience yeah so I love I really love that about her I just feel like she's so relatable and this last one yeah this one's this last one's good okay it's pretty short though um this one's called hunted how do little girls with such happiness in their footsteps grow up to become hunted women where do they begin to start wearing that look of prey in their eyes where does that beautiful sparkle go how does such innocence that comes from the sea and the stars turn into something that is so terrified of its own shadow and what do you do to bring it all back again how do you turn hunted women into happy carefree little girls again 
And I feel like that's like such a big statement on just like how our society treats women. Yeah. yeah. And like I've ha- I had this conversation with Miles, um, and he and we're we were, we're talking about like how women prepare for the world differently. And he mm-hmm. was like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "When I park somewhere, I make sure I'm under a street lamp. I put my car keys between my fingers. I always have some sort of self defense on me. I am constantly checking behind me and I'm checking my peripherals. I check the back seat before I get into the car. I lock all of my doors." And he was just like, "That's like a level of paranoia I literally wouldn't have thought of." He's like, "That you should just stay home so you're safe." I was like. Do you have an alarm system? Did you check all the windows? Have you checked your closets lately? Is there anyone around your neighborhood? Like, are like, are your blinds closed? Yeah. Like, well, it wasn't our buddy. Outside, so it looks like there's dudes living here. Wasn't our buddy just saying somebody was like in her crawl space? Yeah, like, I that's had a friend. Like, yeah. Yeah, so, I like, had a friend who just found a dude in her freaking crawl when's space. When's the last like, time you cr- checked your crawl space? Probably the last time it flooded. Like. Right. So me telling a male friend that this is how women are literally taught to prepare for the world, like blow their minds. And so like, I love that poem because it's like, it basically represents that. Like we start, we don't start off that way, but like society requires us to become these people in order to not be attacked. (laughs) There was this like whole, there's this, some guy, and I really wish I could remember his name, but he basically did that. He had this whole presentation. He does these presentations on these things and that's how he starts them. And so he'll be like, to the men in the room, what did you do this morning? Like, when you left your house today, what did you do to make sure you weren't attacked? And, mm-hmm. like, they all kind of nervous chuckle and laugh. And, like, and he says this happens every single time. Like, and then maybe one of them will finally make some, like, half-assed joke about it. Mm-hmm. And they move on. And then he's like, all right, women, like, what did you do? And it's like you said, it's all the things. You know, I carry my phone. I have mace. I always tell a friend where I am. I don't shop after dark. I do like, here's, like, the 19 thousand things that i've done and then the men are just like what you have to do that and you're like yeah yeah you cross the street if there's somebody coming at you like i don't even know who you i don't even stay on the side of the street if it's another woman i'm like no i don't either i cross yeah i'm "I'm gonna cross over there i don't care like that was one of the other things i pointed out i was like whenever i walk in the city because i walk in seattle a lot like sometimes i'll like be going somewhere that i don't super know where i'm going but i know it's not super far but i'm not like i know the city well enough to like know some of the sketchy areas but like there's a few blocks here and there that are just randomly sketchy and like it's because there's like an overpass or like something like that but like i told him i was just like i will call a friend I will, I will pretend to talk on the phone and describe my surroundings, even if I'm not actually talking to somebody. I will text Tina and be like, this is the street I'm on and this is what I'm wearing. Like, if I go missing, this is where to start. Oh, like, yeah. I always, I've had it, like, pulled up or, like, 911 and, like, I'm just, like, hovered on the green light or something. Or, like, it. or if somebody is like, hey, we'll just cut through this alley. I'm like, or we could take the extra two minutes and not cut through sketchy little alley. Like, right. a group of, like, eight of us, I'll walk through the alley. I don't care. Because also I'm in the middle of the group. Never mm-hmm. behind. Never I will lead. Back. I will lead the group because they will be the see back. me be attacked. But I will never be the last one. Half the reason I probably also walk so fast. Yeah. Come off. Yeah. Yeah. No, for real. Like honestly, like it's it's insane. Like what you do. Like most men tell me that I'm just paranoid. So like the fact that he was just like, wow. Like I just wouldn't have thought about that. Like that must be really scary. It was like, thank you for acknowledging yeah. our fear yeah. is legitimate. <laughs> yeah, this is a real thing. And also at the same time, like. I feel like the more men that find out about it and believe it, like you can do it. Yeah. So I, I really bring it back to my poetry. Yeah. I really like Nikita Gill because she's, she's very real, like, but she does it in a way that's not like overly abrasive, but mm-hmm. just like honest, 
like I just I love her honesty so that's where I'm at um I have one more of hers that I'm gonna start tonight it's called your heart is the sea um it's like it's supposed to be one of her like a little more heavier ones which is fine because like I've got like my whole grief situation going on Mm -hmm. um and like the back of it basically talks about like helping you examine like the depth of your wounds like with poetry and stuff um but like still being able to heal because you've you know you've been here you've done that you know it may not seem the same but you have yeah so I'm going to start that one because it's a little heavier so I'm going to read that one soon and then the other one that I had started that I didn't get very far on but I'll tell you just like a little bit about real quick because I know we've had like a super hella long episode yeah <laughs> I guess everyone um, you're welcome you're welcome um the last one I got is by Rupi Kaur K-A-U-R I don't know how to pronounce that Rupi Kaur I think core, core works. Yeah, I don't know. Core, you're, maybe. you're asking the wrong person. I should never try to guess these names. <laughs> well, I figure as long as we're both wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. fine. Maybe, maybe um, though she'll start listening and then she can come correct us. I mean, I'll just start mentioning her on stuff all over the place. I yeah, we'll it. tag her in everything. Um, so I didn't get super far on this one, um, but I'm already loving the way she divides it up. So like um, some of these like don't really have like sections or anything. They're just like each of them have their own title or whatever. Um, they don't each seem to have their own title at all. There are sections. There's like there's the hurting, there's the loving, the breaking, and the healing. So oh. it's like it's like a story. It's yeah. like a progression. It's like where it started, like how things can get better, things do break, but you can like fix it. You know what I mean? Like, but it also talks about like toxic relationships. And I think that's, that's like something that's like super important. Like it talks basically about like sex, trauma, fear, survival, strength, love relationships. So it basically touches on like all, all of the topics. Yeah. Um, and they're all really short. Like this one just says, I'm ready for you. I always have been ready for you. And then it just says the first time, like, that's it. Like, it's like in the love section. So they're all just like really short and like some of them feel a little more cryptic than others, um, but they're also really pointed. Like this one just says, a daughter should not have to beg her father for a relationship. Like some of them are just statements, but but like heavy truths. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like a, yeah. You know, so that's what I'm really liking about this one so far. And I, I've been reading a lot of poetry and have a lot going on. So I've actually been writing a lot, but not mm-hmm. for our blog. <laughs> Just random poetry. It's fine. Oh, maybe she one day she'll get brave and she'll put it on there for all of you. I'm I'm basically seventeen year old emo self. It's fine. I was gonna say I've I've come up with a poem listening to you, but it would all I have so far is no. You can say no. You don't need to bring the cookies to the potluck or like something like basic like that. Like I feel like something I should be it. in there where like you don't have to say yes to fucking everything. Right. Like right. How often do you're like, you know, I can totally whip up that seven layer cake like tomorrow. That's fine. I feel like honestly, like based on her style, I could totally see just like it's okay to say no is like being its own full poem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like a statement. It's totally like her, her, his. Actually, I'm not sure their gender. I can look them up. Rupee. I guess I just figured the way this person writes, I believe they're probably female. Um, but I did not double check. So to be, to be clear. Um, but the last little one in here that I thought was interesting, like I said, cause I've been writing and then I, this is where I stopped. Um, it says the thing about writing is I can't tell if it's healing or destroying me. And I was like, wow, I'm going to stop there. <laughs> You're like, yeah, that's okay. But it's a New York times bestseller. It's called milk yeah. and honey. Um, and then oh, I also got I another. That's popped up as like a recommendation, I think. 
Yeah, I, I also got another one that's like specifically like a grief poetry one that I haven't gotten to yet. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I've been reading lately. I like I said, I had a few of these on my shelf already that I hadn't really like gotten to gotten to. Um, and then some of them I purchased along the way because I needed more. <laughs> yeah, once you got started, you just had to keep going. Yeah, I'll definitely post a picture of all my my post-it notes. One of them just says LOL on it. <laughs> I'm like, what was oh. I referring to? How far yeah. did I get? I don't yeah, know. the fact you laughed out loud enough that you had to write it on a sticky note. I love it. I guess I did. So that's what I did. I'm enjoying my poetry currently. But uh, what have we got going for next time? Because we are definitely going to need to move along a little bit. Yeah. So we are moving in to December, which oh, that's right is officially. I mean, we're already in the holiday season because you know Halloween started it, and now we're in mashed potato season. Um, mm-hmm. I guess this will post after Thanksgiving, so I hope everyone had a lovely turkey day, tofurkey day. Um, I, I don't, I don't know what else people eat. Ooh, pie, lots of pie. Uh, either way, mashed potato season, and so we will officially be into the December holidays. And Yay. yeah, it's the best time of the year. Uh, other than Halloween. Well, Halloween starts the best time of the year this is the third best time of the year october to december is like as a chunk the best time of the year followed only by lake season which is like june june july august i'll go to the season i didn't i didn't know this we're gonna need to make our own calendar with our own seasons lake season oh my gosh i love lake season lake season (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah every single weekend in the summer you will find me on the lake on my floaty priorities Anyways, uh, so we're going to do the same thing that we did in October with the little mini episodes uh, because we decided we wanted to do that every other month. And so you will get an episode every week in December from us, which will equal two cozy cabin stories or I don't know. Cozy sods. I'm going, I'm voting for cozy sods. Cozy sods it is. She was so excited. She can have it. It's better than mine. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, so that'll be in there. But I guess, yeah, so the cozy one will come up. First, but our next big episode, we're doing just a any book in the holiday theme. Holiday spirit is what I'm yeah. going for. Like I'm gonna try to find something like family and like warm, maybe. I already have mine. I bought it. Maybe like, I'll read Christmas shoes again. <laughs> oh, that just sounds like it's gonna make you ball your eyes out. That's what I'm thinking. It is, it is. It's sad. About, it's always yeah. Sad. The one about the that the song is written about yeah oh they made a whole book out of that oh my god i, I love that song though uh, yeah the song is three minutes i don't need a book of to it. Buy my mama some christmas shoes yeah i don't need a book breaking my soul jeez um <sighs> i like to self-flagellate i guess <laughs> uh over the summer so my library and i think all libraries have it have like uh friends of the library that's yeah. how libraries make money and stuff uh so my library does a friends of the library book sale and so they have all the books and they're anywhere from like two to four dollars um, mm-hmm. So I think it was like nice. August, there was a Christmassy type one and it was just, the cover got me and I like walked by, checked out my books on hold, went back, read it, was like, no, read some other, came back the next day and then bought <laughs> it. I was like, yep, yeah, I, I need this book. So I'm, that's what I'm reading for next week. I've been looking forward to it for three months now, but. I definitely got a couple Christmas books when 
or yeah, they're pretty Christmas centric at the Friends of the Library one in Leavenworth. So yeah. I have like the Ginger Dead Man. Oh, that's right. And then I have the like book of the Christmas with the Cranks because I really love that movie. Oh, maybe you could read that one and see how well the book is relative to the movie. I'll let you know if it holds. I think I might do that one because yeah. I honestly love that movie. I've been like dying to watch it. Yeah. Like I'm ready. I still haven't taken those books out of my car. Oh, I'm working on sorting them into my library, but I got tired of it. And now they're just like haphazardly stacked. That's why they my... haven't made it inside because I have to rearrange my bookshelf. And also now I'm cool. just... I'm always ready to read if I finish my book at work or forgot my book at home or I'm, I guess I can't say stuck in traffic because you probably shouldn't like read books while stuck in traffic. I would think it's frowned upon. Does it count as distracted driving? Probably. I think I would frame that ticket. (laughs) Yeah. Like, honestly, I would like scan that and frame it. (laughs) I think I would, I would contest reading. I would go to, I would contest it and go to the judge and be like, okay, but I brought you a copy and here's the book. Um, it was very good. <laughs> I want to tell you about it. Here's the episode that I did my podcast on. It got to plug that, right? Thanks, Judge. But then I'll be like, I'll come back in a week. You let me know if you think the book was worth it. Maybe we can test this case. <laughs> yeah. You know, just toss it out. You, I don't need to pay that. Oh my God. I love it. Anyways, cool. thank you to everyone who has stuck in for this whole one. This is probably our longest one. It's like a super sode. Yeah. We're just super excited about these books this is what happens when we don't have real themes and we just get to pick any old book we want this is why we have themes honestly yeah that's actually probably wise to kind of constrict us a little bit more and we'll get too excited next time rachel will have 10 books to talk to you about i'm gonna read a book for every holiday that exists no i'm sorry it's not happening (laughs) no we'll try i could try we'll find a saint patty's day book a cinco de mayo book yeah anyways Thank you, everyone, for sticking it out. If you want to find us on Instagram, it's past your bedtime. Uh, Twitter, IIPYB underscore pod. I got it going too fast. <laughs> Is it underpour when they, like, don't fill your cup with beer? <laughs> or your coffee? I think coffee that- is, like, the main one because they put a lid on it so you don't always catch it right away. Well, that's the worst. I can always away. tell by the weight. Anyways, uh, Gmail, if you have lots of things to say about our ramblings today, um, isn't it past your bedtime at Gmail? We have a website, isn't it past your bedtime.com? Where.com. Where one day we will have entries into our blog. I swear I'll get to it someday. I'll stop writing really bad poetry and about my really bad. She'll just post the really bad poetry and then we can say we have a post finally. It'll be great. I'll even post like the edited version. I'll just like scan my pages. (laughs) Like, how does this work? Yeah. Here I did a thing. Maybe over Thanksgiving. Turkey Day. I feel bold. Maybe I feel bold. What are you grateful for? My crappy poetry. You're welcome. Anyways, as always, thanks everyone and bye. Bye. Hope you had a great turkey day and welcome to the December holiday season. Holiday. Woo.